I'm Maureen Bellatori, and this is Spilled Salt, a podcast on the thrills and spills from the food, beverage, and agriculture industries. Today's guest is Maria Cast of Core Leadership Development. She elevates entrepreneurs to find, trust, and follow their inner coach. And so we talk a lot on the podcast today about what that means. What is an inner coach? How do I find it? How do I listen to it? And how is it going to make a difference in the growth of my business? Well, we'll get into that in the conversation conversation today. And I thought it was really important for this, for Maria to join the podcast, even though she's a little bit of a different kind of guest in that she's not exclusively focused in food, beverage, and agriculture, because I believe so deeply in the impact that um, these strategies can really help a business grow. Enjoy the conversation. Thanks for joining me for the podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to chat with you too. And I love the name. Yeah. Spilled salt. Thank you. Yeah. It's like spilling the tea, you know, a little bit of, I love it too. Thank you. Um, I always love to have you start just by telling everyone a little bit about you and your business. So why don't you start us there? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'm an executive coach. I'm actually, now I consider myself CEO of my business. I started out as an executive coach as a one person team and uh, now I have a team of three, and I um, I personally coach executives in their business, small businesses, 100, 100 team members or less is generally what I like to focus on because I love to be part of the family. The smaller the business, the more I feel like I'm part of the family. And then I have a couple coaches who coach the emerging leaders within the organization as well. And What we really do is we help to optimize your team by helping your team to grow personally so that they are the best version of themselves and as leaders that they can be for your organization. That is what we do. That's great. And you truly, so full disclosure for everybody listening to the podcast here, uh, I know Maria because she was my executive coach um, for a number of years starting late 2019, early 2020, I worked personally with her for a couple of years and then put my team through um, working with Maria and her team um, a number of times over the last couple of years. So I'm here because I drink the Kool-Aid and I believe, (laughs) I believe in what Maria does. And I wanted to bring her on the podcast because the food, beverage, and agriculture industries have such a hustle culture related to them. And so I know that that's one of the challenges that you often help the folks that you work with leaders and founders um, in organizations overcome, right? Mm-hmm. Is like, how do we get past that hustle culture and build in a different way of doing business? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, firstly, the hustle culture is not something that is sustainable. That's what everyone needs to understand is A, you don't have to live that way. You don't have to build your business that way. Um, And on the opposite side is what you can do is you can be super intentional and paying attention to what you need as a leader and what your team needs in leadership as well. And that comes from not always working, not overworking, not always being on, not having that hustle culture, but really paying attention and getting quiet so that wherever you're at and whatever you're doing, you're in the total present moment. You're being super mindful about what it is you're doing and how you're operating. 
And I think that that alone, like when, when I think of hustle culture, it's like you're just out there doing all the time without a lot of thinking, without really tapping into like, whoa, hold on. How can I be at my best in this moment and, and really optimize and get the most out of this interaction or this environment? Or I know in, um, in your industry, there's a lot of, I mean, you go to a lot of events, right? There's a lot of food, yep. bev events. And so rather than trying to like run through the event and not be mindful to really stay mindful to what's in front of you so that you can capture like something that will move you forward in your business. I think the food conferences are an excellent example because I just came back from one actually and really changed my mindset from the first one that I went to a handful of years ago to this. The first time I went, I felt like I had to visit every booth. I had to collect business cards from, you know, every station and have a make find some way to make a personal connection with everybody. And when you're talking about four football fields of, of tables, that's a lot of work and it's a lot of follow-up when you come back. Whereas the one that I recently went to, I, I found pockets that I felt like were well-suited to what I was looking for. I kind of soldered down the, I was just so much more relaxed. And so that comes from a lot of internal work of me figuring out how to build that time and space for myself. What is your advice for someone who doesn't know how to do that yet, right? They don't know how to self-care. They don't know how to listen to that inner voice and kind of take some time away from all of the doing and, and save some time for listening. What are your thoughts? Yeah. So what I heard you say in that is that you, prior to going to the event, you got super intentional with how you were going to show up and who you were going to reach out to and how you were going to be in that environment. And so my suspicions are that what you did was you tapped into your inner coach, what I call the inner coach. So you knew, hey, okay, I am going to this event. So prior to going, I'm going to get quiet. I'm going to sit for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and I'm going to think about what it is, what is it that I want as a result from going to this conference? What do I want the outcome to be? And then sit with that question and really write and say, this is what I hope, this is how I hope to show up. This is what I want to become a result of being at this conference. And then ask, how do I want to show up? Right? Like, how do I, do I want to be running around like crazy or do I want to be in the moment paying attention? Who are the people I want to see? So mm -hmm. getting really intentional with that inner coach time before you even go into a meeting or before you even go to the event, take that time with the inner coach, ask those open-ended questions. And the, the best way I can say is like design how you're going to be at that conference. Yeah. And I think the counterintuitive thing about all of that is the way that you find more peaceful time in your activities, when you feel like your hustle culture, you know, doing, doing, doing all the time is taking more time, right. To, to do something different. So it could be mm -hmm. counterintuitive, right. That yep. I'm so busy. I don't have time for, for anything. I don't have time to sit. What's, what's your response to that? My response is you can't not afford to take that time. <laughs> yeah. You actually, if you don't take that time to really think into your business and think into your results and take that time for yourself, you will burn out. You will not get the results that you want. 
you may get some results, but you're going to totally burn out and kill yourself in the process and not be happy with your, with your business and with yourself. So you can't not afford to take that time. And as I've experienced over the years, and I know you've experienced is when you get intentional with taking that time and you say, okay, before I go, before I step into this environment, I'm going to take some time to check in with myself, to check in with my inner coach. And when you've done that, you've gotten better results, mm-hmm. right? You actually right. get better results rather than running and just doing mm-hmm. and moving from meeting to meeting and not taking that time. So although you say you, if people are telling themselves they don't have time, they need to switch the narrative. And what they need to ask themselves is, how can I make that time? What can I do to make that time in my schedule? Because I need to have it. And why do I feel, I think the other part of that, right, is like, why do I feel like I can't take that time? I think mm. is another good in that asking yourself questions and and being just letting whatever needs to come out, come out. You know, I think that there's a lot that can be learned from that as well in why do I feel like I can't take the time to be intentional about the activities that I'm doing is also another good question that I've learned a lot from. Yeah, right. So then you get the intel and the insight into what's going on with me that I feel like I can't take the time. And then when when you ask that question, the actual answers will rise to the surface. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, I feel like if I don't overperform, I won't make it in this business. Or I feel like if I, I'm, I'm letting someone down, if I don't try to hit everybody, I'm people pleasing. Or it's the, when you ask that question, the idea comes to the surface. And then the goal is to be like, oh, geez, like, is that true? Totally. Is that real? Like, I like to call it, and I call it the inner coach because what I, what I would love to see people do, like the people that I work with, and you know this, is I'd love to make myself obsolete. I'd love to work with people like I worked with you and your team so that they no longer need me anymore, so that they're self-coaching. So they're mm-hmm. asking themselves those deeper questions and peeling away those layers to help them to grow and evolve and understand themselves and why they operate the way they do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so so I think for initially, when I first started working with you, it was, I would ask myself, what would Maria say? Mm -hmm. And then that evolved into what is, you know, listen, that voice is now my voice. At first it was your voice and now it's my voice. Right. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And you've experienced better results, right? right? You, you actually are now operating. I remember the first time we met, you did have that hustle culture. You were always going, you were, um, I mean, you were building a business. That's kind of getting back to your last question is why do we think we have to operate that way to build a business? Right. And you were operating in that space. But when you started to learn, like, hang on a second, if I can slow down and start to pay attention to how I can build this business in a different way, and pay attention to that, then you had the better results mm-hmm. and you're not as exhausted. You're Absolutely. not overworked. Right, right. So while results for us came in the form of, you know, we're making significantly more money, right? And we're retaining more and the business is healthier, but I am healthier, right? Mm-hmm. I feel way more confident. I feel way less stressed. And that is worth its weight in gold. So let's talk about 
resources, right? For an, for a startup, you know, somebody who's in really early stage, especially food, beverage, and agriculture, right? So a lot of times it's the founder. They are the one who's, you know, making this, making the product, making the sales, making the deliveries, marketing the product, you know, and, and so on. What are the ways for them? You know, so we're saying you need to make more time in your schedule to be intentional about the work that you're doing. There will also come a time where they just need to get some shit off their plate, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're challenged with some of those resources, what are some of the suggestions that you have in that regard? Yeah. Well, first of all, what I'd like to say is success comes in your daily habits, right? I'm sure everyone's heard that before. If you've read any kind of book that talks about, you know, being successful as a business owner. So one of your daily habits, I would highly recommend to be the first thing in the morning is take time to quiet down and tap into the inner coach and start to really problem solve about how can, okay, I've got all this on my plate, right? All this stuff on my plate. I got to do this, 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 and this. I'm the doer of it all. What do, how do I need to structure my day or how do I need to structure those tasks and things to do in a way that I am staying like connected to myself? I am doing the work, but I'm not feeling overwhelmed or I'm not feeling out of control. That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. Write it down. What is it that you need to do? And then secondly, I would say, if you are doing it all, what are some of the things, and this is an important question, what are some of the things that aren't really in your wheelhouse or aren't producing the best results. Yep. So, and then figure out who you need to hire. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if you're doing it all and you've got income coming in, you've, you know, the business is building, your first hire should be someone who can take, uh, take something off your plate that is not your zone of genius or mm -hmm. in your wheelhouse or the best thing that you can do personally to grow your business, the business development piece. So who is yeah. that person? Maybe it's an admin. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just a support person. Right, right. I think my thoughts initially when I was growing 29 um, and hiring, and we started to be more strategic about it, initially I thought I need to hire those really high level people first. And that is a strategy, right? There's, mm -hmm. there's lots of different paths that you can go. But I think it was helpful for me learning that from you and you told that to me years ago is what are some of the things that you're doing on your on your list that don't make sense, that you're mm -hmm. not doing as best as you could, or perhaps there's somebody out there that can do it better. And then I got really focused on hiring people in dedicated roles that could do an area of business that I wasn't my best at, that they could then do even better. And, and that's where some of that extrapolated growth started to come from. Well, right. And what you did was you connected to yourself to ask yourself that question. Right. And this right. is kind of the theme of how I operate and how I work is tapping into that inner coach and asking yourself those questions, taking that time in the morning or periodically in the day to ask yourself, hold on a second, what do I need to do in order to optimize my business and myself and, you know, grow the business yet not be burned out and overwhelmed? Mm -hmm. Who can I, what can I give away? Right. Like you said, you asked yourself that question. Mm -hmm. Only, you know, that answer. And yeah. everyone has a different strategy. It's just, you have to figure it out yourself, like mm -hmm. how you do it, the, how it works for you and your business. Yeah. And I know we keep, I keep asking you this, this question six ways from Sunday, but often when I talk about what an impact our work together had on me and my business, 
one of the things that I hear from people is I don't know. I ask myself those questions and I don't know how to hear the answer. I don't hear a response. I don't know how to go there. So you call it the inner coach. Mm -hmm. What are some of the, when people come to you and they say, I don't know how to hear it. I don't know how to listen Mm -hmm. to it. What do you say? What are some of the other things they can do? Yeah. It comes in different ways, right? Sometimes it's a gut feeling right? Like Mm. you just get this, like something doesn't feel right. Something just doesn't feel right in my belly. Check in, just be like, what doesn't feel right right now? It's all about asking yourself those open-ended questions and Mm -hmm. paying attention to like, what am I thinking about right now? Is my head running? What's going on? Like I'm thinking too much about this or I'm overthinking or this interaction happened and just doesn't feel right. This person, I'm just paying attention to those body uh, instinct, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Now, another idea is when you are running, if something's not feeling right, or you're feeling nervous, or you're not confident, or you're overwhelmed or whatever. I remember, I think it was you one time I said, when you when you were going off, where were you? Like when your head was going off, where were you? Like I was driving and I was just like mm. streaming with my thoughts. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, what you need to do is just bring yourself to the actual present moment. Like feel your hands on the wheel, pay attention to the road or the tree or the, just to bring yourself back into your body mm-hmm. rather than kind of running. And that's where you start to build that connection to the inner coach. It's all about getting, practicing, getting quiet, practicing, bringing yourself to the present mm-hmm. and practicing paying attention to what mm-hmm. you're feeling, thinking, doing. Paying attention is like, mm-hmm. for me, it's the overarching theme just pay attention. Don't be yeah. out there doing all the time. Don't right. be out there thinking all the time. Right. 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 Yep. And, and that's what builds, what ends up happening is you start to build that trust. You, you yeah. start to hear, feel the gut and be like, that's that feeling. And I mm-hmm. know I need to do something. Mm-hmm. You just build it over time. Yeah. And I think that the other part of that, that's important is you learn what is not your vibe, right? What's not your thing, you know? And so again, going back to like a CPG brand that is chasing after an opportunity to go into a new retail store or, you know, spend a bunch of money on a new promotion because, you know, the retailer has all these hopes and dreams for their success and it just doesn't feel right. They're worried, right? About not going to be able to fulfill the order. It's too many stores or, those are some of the things too that you know be aware of kind of you know jot them down as you as you mentioned like writing down you know your thoughts on something so you can kind of let it flow and circle back Mm -hmm. to it later is that and and then i think the other part of it is pulling in advisors and mentors that can also help gut check some of that for Mm -hmm. you right like is this just growth scaries that it's scary and exciting at the same time or is it truly not a right fit. Any advice on like how to differentiate the difference there? Yeah. Yeah. So what, what I, what I heard you say is like being discerning, right? Mm -hmm. Being intentional and being discerning about what's right for my business and me and what isn't. And the way to do that is to definitely like, if you're feeling off about any of it to check in, just to stop, don't try to keep going forward. Like just stop and check in and ask yourself, hold on. What is What's going on right now? What am I feeling? Does this feel like a right Mm -hmm. fit? Mm -hmm. Does this move feel right? Okay. 
And then, like you said, if you're not sure, if it's like an absolute, like, no, you know what? I just met that person and I am not getting on with them very well. I'm not like in, I'm not in alignment with Mm -hmm. who they are and how they operate. Mm -hmm. Then it's not a right fit. Mm -hmm. If something doesn't feel like it's in alignment with you Mm -hmm. and your business, it's not a right fit. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's the scaries, if it's more like a, oh my gosh, I'm like, this is kind of like, I'm swirling in my belly and I'm yeah. a little nervous because it's out of my comfort zone. Right. Then it's like you check in and you say, okay, well, so what can I do? What's one step I can take to like start to work this out, right? Like yep. what's one thing I can do to move forward in this direction and just keep gut checking. And then it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, you know what? This is good. I I can do this or I am comfortable. This is the right move. Yeah. It's really checking in. Yeah. And that alignment that you're talking about is being honest, right? It's mm-hmm. being honest with yourself and with the person on the other end of the phone or the Zoom or the or whatever it is. I think that that is one of the breakthrough methods of growth too is when something doesn't feel right to be honest with them and say, this doesn't feel right to me for these reasons. And maybe they'll come back and say, oh, well, let's, let's try you in five stores instead of 50. Oh, great. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds great. Right. As opposed to it doesn't have to be black and white of it's an all in yes or an all out. Yeah. Being honest with someone, you know, can sometimes help find a middle ground that you didn't realize was there. Well, yeah. And it's you creating your business, right? The way that you want to create it. You don't just say yes, because it's like, well, this is what I should do. It's like you are creating your business. And if that whole entire package, that CPG package, I, Mm -hmm. you know, proposal feels scary or isn't a right fit and you feel like you could adjust it in some way, then you do because you're creating your business the way that you want it to be. Mm -hmm right? You Mm -hmm. are the creator of this business. Mm -hmm. So get creative. Yes. I just recently took on a new type of engagement that we've never done before Mm -hmm. at the agency. And I was, the opportunity came to me and I was so excited about it. So, right. Like I checked in and listened to Mm -hmm. myself and said, Oh my God, that sounds so cool. Yeah. But I was a little unsure, um, because I had never done that type of engagement before. And so I've flat out said to that prospect, who was a, you know, I had worked with before, but I was just honest. I said, I'm really excited about this. I've never done it before, but I'd really mm-hmm. like for us to do this together. And I just want you to know, like, I'm enthusiastic. I'm confident that we'll be able to be on the same page as long as we remain open and honest with our conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to be transparent that I've never, I've never done this. You know, and it, and it put us on the same field, right? That it wasn't like I was trying to hide something and that I was trying to be someone that I'm not, right? I came yes. to the table with my authenticity. Totally. Yeah, that's so important. I'm really proud of you for that too. I mean, that is amazing because that is key because if you don't show up as yourself mm-hmm. and you, you're not super transparent and honest and authentic, then that's when things get squirrely. That's when you end up with clients you don't love, or that's when you walk into situations where you don't feel confident. And instead of being open and transparent, you're just like holding it inside. Yeah. And and that's where imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome comes from totally because you're like, Oh my God, I'm trying. They don't know that. I don't know what I'm doing here. It's like, no, Hey, never done this before, but I'm, I'm feeling good about it. Let's do it together. Does that work for you? Yep. Great. Yes, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Much different shift there. Yeah. Um, 
other level up challenges, like what are some of the other things you work with so many founders, company leaders, mm -hmm. emerging leaders all across the board? Mm -hmm. What are some of the other big like hurdles that are faced as people are trying to scale and grow? Well, I'll be honest that for what I've noticed most recently is that the biggest challenge is that everybody's calendars, and this kind of goes back to what we said in the beginning, everybody's calendars are packed solid. They're taking, your, your team is taking work home. They're doing work through the lunch hour. They're on, on, on all the time and they are burning out. The problem is they're not telling you, right? So if you have a team, they're burning out, they're not telling you. And so the leaders just not, they're not aware and they're just continuing to like allow their team to operate that way. And so one of my, like my mission is to get the CEO, the executive to take this learning of like tapping into the inner coach and not overworking and paying attention mm -hmm. and like that self-care piece and bring it to their team mm -hmm. and honestly say to their team, listen, at this time of the day, we're going to take 15 minutes to just connect and mm -hmm. like tap into the inner coach, do some problem solving or creative, creative ideating or whatever it is. Um, because right now the teams, it's too much. Everybody mm -hmm. is burning out. So I feel like that is like the number one challenge right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you're saying you're seeing it in your industry, even as the mm -hmm. industry leaders are out there right. overdoing and overworking. Right, exactly. Right. Yep. And so you're setting an example for your team with, yeah. with everything that you do and don't do. So yes. that too, from a personal example, right? Before we started working together, I would work my full day. I had my kids at the time were, I don't know, maybe three and four years old. I would drop them off at daycare first thing in the morning. I'd work an eight hour day, pick them up, put them to bed. And then I'd put in another two, three, four hours in yeah. the evening. Right. And I said, yeah. but I'm getting so much done. That's when mm -hmm. I can check stuff off my list. And then my team started doing the same thing. Yeah. Right. I said, I don't want them to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. But that's the example that I'm setting. So yeah. You know, I think that that that's a that's a great um, example. Packed calendars leads to burnout, and that and that they're not sharing. And so, I think the other part of that too is the more you share with them, mm -hmm. right, with the team, and be open and honest about what you're facing as you're growing the company, the more they're going to want to reciprocate that back. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think as a leader, you need to know that if your team is burning out, they're not leading your team well. They're not leading your company right. well, whatever role they're in they're not being their best mm -hmm. and they're not leading their team well. And that just, that is a recipe for destruction of a company. It's mm -hmm. like, you can't, they, they cannot operate in a way. And it goes back to that intention and that discernment. They're not problem solving like they could. They're not mm -hmm. ideating and coming up with awesome ideas for your company because they don't have the capacity to do it. Mm -hmm. They're not leading the team well because they don't have the capacity to do it. They're burnt. So mm -hmm. it's important and it's got to start, it's got to start from the top down and not only modeling it, but making sure that you check in with your team and you say, all right, are you taking this time? Like we've got to shift things here so that we're not overworked. Something's got to change and I'm making you do it. Just like you make them do that, you know, not make them, but you tell them the tasks they need to do for their job. You need to also tell them the tasks they need to do for their self-care. Yeah. Did you do it? Checking in. Yeah. Yeah. Such a great. I love that as a concept, even just sharing both sides of it, right? These are, these are the things that you need to do, including taking care of yourself and calling mm -hmm. out, right? We just, we talked a lot about 
truth and authenticity and being, you know, finding alignment and, you know, calling things out when you're seeing them, right? So, hey, John, I noticed that you've been putting in some late hours or some really early mornings. Is that a short-term thing because you're trying to catch mm. up on something or are you building poor habits because I don't want it to lead to this? Yes, mm -hmm. huge. That's yeah. great leadership right there. That is great leadership. You are going to them with that observation mm -hmm. and you're calling it out. And here's the thing. What happens is they're then going to be more honest with you. Mm -hmm. It just ends right. up being reciprocal. It's like, oh, right. I can be really honest with Maureen or with my mm -hmm. leader because they're being honest with me. They're bringing it to my attention. They're not mm -hmm. hiding anything from you. Right. Right. And which also feels like, oh, they've got my back. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Which leads to, I mean, in, in an industry, you know, again, bring you back to food, bev and egg as a, as a specific kind of segment there. Um, there's a lot of difficulty with labor, right? Finding the right staff. I mean, that's across the board everywhere, mm -hmm. right? But finding the right colleagues to join the team and then retaining them, you're going to have better success with all of that too. The more you build in a culture that feels like you know, it's a team of people who have each other's backs. Yeah. Yeah. And in your industry, I know that it's traditionally, it's a culture of like overwork late right. nights. I've worked with a lot of creative companies and, and it's the same across the board, but it doesn't have to be right. Exactly. I think that's just it. We don't just have to say, well, that's just this industry. Not necessarily. You can make a change. It's maybe a, a slow moving ball. You just start the push, but you can change that. You can change that culture. That's exactly why I wanted you on the podcast today, Maria, is to talk a little bit about the fact that, you know, and hopefully this conversation changes some mindsets for some mm -hmm. folks that it doesn't have to be that way. You can grow, you can build an engaged team, you can build your company and you can do it with, you know, both sides of the, of the coin success in the business mm -hmm. and, you know, personal happiness in the work that you're doing. So thanks so much for mm -hmm. sharing all of those those tips and resources and kind of abilities to listen to that inner coach. Any other kind of key takeaways for folks as we wrap up here of things to kind of where to start or things to consider for people to take away with? Yeah, I, I think the number one, and I always, when I'm working with someone new and they're not really used to this kind of thinking, I always say like, what is a way that you do connect with yourself? Like what are, what are some, mm -hmm. What are some ways that you like to connect? Is it going out for a run? Is it going out into nature? Is it just sitting in your room? Or what, what is it that you would, how would you be able to do it? How would you like to do it? And schedule it into your calendar. I personally, for me, it's like first thing in the morning before I start my day. Mm -hmm. It's first thing in the morning. Is that great for you or not? What is it? afternoon for you. When is a time that you can block 15 minutes, 10 minutes you can mm -hmm. start with where you're just sitting and connecting or to going for a walk and connecting in silence, right? Mm -hmm. And just paying attention and allowing your brain to sort of take a break from the screens, from the, you know, task, you know, checking off tasks, whatever it is you're doing in your day, mm -hmm. just start there and ask yourself an open-ended question. Just one. What is it? What's something that you're working on? Like, is it an idea for a new business line, right? Or a mm -hmm. new, um, a new product? Yep. Just say, Hey, what are some ideas? What are some things that I can think of that I would like? What could I do in this? What could I create? Yep. And just see what comes forth. Ask yourself an open-ended questions and see what rises to the surface. Mm -hmm. It's yep. really a great place to start. Yeah, I agree. And then I, I do that 
which I couldn't recommend more. And then the one step further that I try to take it is what's the low hanging fruit of that mm. thing, right? Mm -hmm. What's the easiest thing that I can do to start that and get yeah. the ball rolling, like you were saying, right? So that it's, it's moving and it's not just stuck on my list with all the rest of the things. What's something I can do to get that in motion? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I just, I guess the other thing I'll add to Maureen is because of who we're talking to right now is if you, um, if you are in hustle culture right now, if you are burning out, if you're feeling a lack of confidence or you're stressed or whatever, whatever you're feeling right now, if it doesn't feel good, take that time and start to ask yourself, how do I, how can I change this? What can I do to start to change this way of operating? And how do I want to operate in my business? Like right, going picture back to it, that envision it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and then start to take that one step forward. Like you said, what's the low, what's one thing I can do to start that, mm -hmm. to start to roll the ball in the other direction. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Love it. Maria, thank you so much. These, this is cool. great. I hope everyone um, puts as much weight on this as mm -hmm. I have um, over the years. It's truly been, um, night and day in terms mm -hmm. of the way that my business operates. And I, I couldn't be more grateful. So thanks for taking some time to share those thoughts with the audience. Really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And Maureen, if they, I actually have a worksheet of open-ended questions, some ideas mm -hmm. there. If anyone wants that resource, just have them reach out to me at Maria at leadwithcore.com and I will email it to them. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you for listening to Spilled Salt. I'm Maureen Balatori. For more information about the podcast, visit www.29designstudio.com. If you have questions for me, you can submit them through the contact form on the website. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode.